Let's go to the Word of God for this lesson tonight. I want to uh, talk tonight, lifeline number 179, from the topic, The Jokes on Us. The Jokes on Us. The Joke is on Us. Second Kings, Second Kings, chapter 2, verse 23. Second Kings chapter two verse twenty three. From there Elisha went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some youths came out of the town and jeered at him. Go on up, you bald head, they said. Go on up, you bald head. He turned around, looked at them and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. And he went on to Mount Carmel and from from there returned to Samaria. The jokes on us. This is a story of divine judgment. It reminds us of our sinfulness. It also um, taunts the uh, awesomeness of God's holiness and the offensiveness of sin. We live in a time where there are no filters, no boundaries, no limits to which news media, social media, Literature, arts, film, entertainment, and even government will go in the exercise of what is called a First Amendment rights. We were told as kids, be careful who you put your mouth on. It was the way those old folk reminded us to be respectful and truthful in whatever we said about others. Inappropriate remarks and flippant, joking comments about spiritual concerns about church or church folk resulted in us getting a beat down. Y'all remember that? Why? There was high spiritual moral codes governing behavior, and conduct. We were taught to respect and reverence holy things. Honoring God and elders is what we were trained to do, all of which seems to have been thrown out of the window nowadays. One of the emptiest phrases we hear in the black church is this, first, giving honor to God. Do we really do that anymore? Look how far we've bent the bar, pushed the edge, all in the name of religious freedom, free speech, and our constitutional rights. So a story like this pulls us back from the edge, or it should, Elijah is a prophet with a double portion 
of the prophetic authority of his predecessor. As a prophet, he is the voice of God to the people of God. He has just operated in his prophetic office and brought healing. Now the same calls down a curse. You read it. There's a group of youth, not babies, not boys, but young men, old enough to know better and who have been taught in the basic rules of respect and honor for elders in the Jewish society. And what do they do? They begin to make a joke about the prophet's appearance. By implication, they know who he is, who he represents, and yet that does not restrain them from calling him old bald-headed man, old bald-headed man. And then further poking at him, they add the insult, go up, go up, which is a reference to his joining his predecessor, Elijah, who had been caught up into the heaven in a whirlwind. So theirs is hate-filled insult to God's prophet. And in response, Elijah calls down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Two female bears, the most ferocious of any, came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. What's the lesson? Of course, it's obvious. Don't put your mouth on God's prophet. Uh, don't put your mouth on God's anointed. First Chronicles 16.22 Touch not the anointed, nor do my prophet any harm. Thus, the warning and the reminder to the modern church and this modern culture, we are to tread carefully, hear me good, in our conversations, we cannot speak whatever comes up. How many inappropriate, ugly comments have we made about spiritual matters, church, praise, worship, um, signing in on Facebook, our posts about people, our jokes about preachers and other uh, saints, creating and cracking jokes about godly and spiritual concerns. Read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, where Paul says, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talking, or coarse joking. King James Version uses the word jesting. And this is the only time in Scripture the word jesting is used. What is jesting? It's taking and twisting and turning a good, pleasant comment, and after you've stretched it, 
it's bad, vulgar, and you vilified someone. So Paul says, these things should not be a part of the speech of a believer. Taking spiritual matters as a joke and spiritual people as laughing matters. Isn't that what brought divine judgment on these 42? Elijah called down a curse in the name of the Lord. Never in a million millenniums would these boys had guessed that the man of God who operates in God's power would shift from favor to fury. And so, may we watch our individual words, our individual posts, our individual comments in our chat rooms. May we watch our individual contributions to conversations. May we be mindful of our individual texts. Now, of course, when you read these Old Testament uh, stories, there's always the larger context. The Lord is warning the nation who persists in in its rebellion against him. He's telling that nation that it's headed for judgment. So he speaks in a way no one can ignore. You cannot ignore 42 torn and mauled bodies scattered across the landscape. You can't ignore 42 lives of promising potential disrupted. You cannot ignore how quickly fun can turn into disaster. But can I mention this? There is mercy in the mauling. The scripture says 42 of them, which implies that there were more. Some got away uninjured. Furthermore, the scripture does not say any of the 42 were killed. Perhaps severely injured, maybe impaired and disfigured, but all lives spared. They got another day to make it right. Hallelujah. And were it not for the grace and mercy of our Savior and Lord, who is forever making intercessions, do you not know that the bears would come out of the woods and maul our nation to death. So can the mauling that we're experiencing be adequate to get our attention and repentance? So here's the question. How long until the intercessor takes on the role of righteous, avenging judge. Remember the story 
the prophet of mercy in a matter of seconds turns into a prophet of judgment. Hmm. The jokes on us. And this is the word of faith which I teach tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.